0: faith for joy
1: Say, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice, yeah, to worship Thee.
0: To worship, worship You, oh my soul, oh my soul, rejoice, rejoice, take joy, my King, take joy. In what you hear In what you hear And let it be
1: flower fades, but the word of our God lasts forever. Let the word of my mouth and meditation of my heart be pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. The word of the Lord has been read to you. It's from Luke chapter 1, and just a few verses there, just a quick reminder. After the angel speaks to Mary and tells her that she's going to conceive, verse 34 says Mary responds. Mary said to the angel, how will this be? Since I am a virgin and have no intimacy with any man. The angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you like a cloud. For that reason, the holy, pure, sinless child shall be called the Son of God. Drop down to verse 37. For with God nothing is or ever shall be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel left her. Last this series, I believe I wanna talk from the theme, trust the process. You may take your seat in the sanctuary, trust the process. In truth, a lot of us have uh, seen many things happen in our lives and particularly during the pandemic, we've had some ups and downs and things that have taken place. And a lot of times, uh, those of you who have applied to jobs or schools or places, you know how it is. is—the process of the application going in, reviewed, somebody interviewing you, and you go through a process and you get a job. I happened to uh, grow up with a mother that is completely prophetic. And she knew what God was saying, and um, you know, we would pray about stuff. So oddly as this sounds, I only needed to apply to one school when I got ready to go to college. (laughs) One graduate school, one post-grad. Knew exactly where I was supposed to be at. That's crazy. Most of my friends had 26, 27 applications out there. That's not normal. That's an oddity. But it's happens because the person I dwelled with could see the future and the end from the beginning. So we could shortcut some steps. We could know before we knew. Unfortunately, that's not the norm. Guess what is the norm? You put in 26 or 27 applications, and four or five come back and say yes, or maybe even 20. But one says, We'll let you in, but you gotta pay your own way. And another says, We'll let you in, but we're gonna give you some money. And another says, We'll let you in, but you're gonna have to figure out where you're gonna stay. And then you go through a discernment to figure out what's gonna happen. And somehow through a process of elimination. Many times, and it does really work, crazy as it sounds, you end up at the right place. Sometimes it's not the one you wanted, but when you get there, you discover, wow, I was praying and this is what I needed. Sometimes what we learn from our relationship with God is that we end up having to discern what God is doing in our lives. I always discern God's will by following the peace. That's my discernment tool. I don't need any other tool. I just follow the peace. Where there's no peace, there must not be God. So I have a simple prayer. I don't have to pray it long. I don't yell, don't scream. Mama taught me the prayer when I was really young. I've held on to it. You will not like the prayer if you do not trust the process. Don't pray the prayer if you don't trust God. Because the prayer is real simple. Lord, what's for me, bring it to me. Lord, what's not, push it far, far away. If what I want is going away, I may be sitting like this. You see, that's when you've completely sold out to the will of God, whatever that is. Whatever you're doing, God, whatever that is, I am sold out. many of the deacon, deaconesses here were with, me, were with us in the hospital at Yelma Haven when our dear deacon and brother Kenneth Rainey took his last breath. And Kenneth Rainey died of pancreatic cancer. So as he got ready to leave here we were singing and praying with him and we wanted to know what song did he want sung. And the last song he wanted sung that he could hear and be a participant in was I'm sold out. Even unto death. It's hard to live and think of being sold out because it actually means that you are willing, as I have been trying to stake my claim, you're willing to allow your plans to be usurped for whatever the divine will is. You're willing to say, God, I'm willing to trust you. However this turns out, if this is not the man for me, if this is not the spouse for me, if this is the... If this this place is not where I'm supposed to be at, if I'm not supposed to be here, if this is not the next program, I've got my heart set on a residency here, but if you really are opening up a door here, I'll go where you're sending me because I want to be where you want me to be. You see, when you trust the process, It's not always easy because sometimes life takes you up, down, and side to side. Yeah, it feels like a roller coaster. Up, down, side to side, that's life. For somebody listening to me right now, that's the experience you're in the middle of right now. You feel like life has had you on a roller coaster. These now years of pandemic, working through something that started in 2019 and now we're about to close over into 2022. God's way may appear unusual, but you have to trust the process. It may appear unusual, it may, may not even make sense. As a matter of fact, it might actually appear to be illogical. But You gotta trust the process. I, um, you know, I was watching, uh, I'm, sometime my family would tell you, I, I like things that move that I don't have to worry about and that are not intense so I can relax my mind. So sometime I watch uh, carvings on, on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen someone take a, 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 a doggone chainsaw and just carve out an image out of the out of a block of, uh, of wood. And you're like, wow. And when you're looking at it, you're trying to figure out what do they see? Where are they going? Cause you don't always know what they're doing when you when you tune in. You just see a million people already watching it, so it must be pretty interesting. (laughs) So you kinda look like this, you squinting, you try to say, is that a dog? Is that an ugly lion? And in the end, after all the hacking and cutting and running the blade into it a figure appears that you say wow can can, can I mess with you before I work this through you know I sometimes wonder if God is not some kind of master craftsperson just been sawing on my wood cutting, cutting cutting, cutting getting me and if you catch me at the wrong time in the process I may not look good you catch me at the wrong interval I may look blocky and without form and unshapely but just wait he's not Finish with me yet! I, um, I, 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 there are three things to remember from this text and from the entire Christmas story. I'm not preaching a particular text. I'm preaching the, the Christmas narrative. Three things to remember. And the first out of this Trust the Process series that I've been trying to get across to you is that God has a motif and order. A motif. And by motif, I simply mean a dominant idea. There is something in the mind of God concerning you, concerning your life, concerning the shape you're in. God has a certain motif and order there's a way that God does stuff that I don't always understand I don't know about you but I've been trying to understand God my whole life and there's some stuff I just haven't got yet I used to think and, 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 and I used to think when I thought of this and I had this in mind I used to think that this meant that God had a specific something that he used all the time, every time, a specific way. God has a motif in order, there's an order to God, there's a divine order to the universe, divine order to the stars, the planets and everything circling around. I, I, I think God did it the same way every time. And then I kept seeing folk that didn't look like me and God was doing something different with them. I kept seeing people being shaped differently by the same God. And I came to a different understanding that in truth, God works with certainty. Knowing the end from the beginning. Okay. I I use that little illustration of my mama and me picking out schools to, to tell you the difference between working with certainty and normal normal life. Most of us cannot work with certainty. Doctors don't even work with certainty. That's why they practice medicine. If all goes well, I've studied this craft well enough, seen enough of these cases, if you follow this prescription and you go through here, this will be the result, but your specific body and your specific medical history and your specific things that you have put in your body over the years may change what I have to do, so I may have to switch up and go to something else because they can't practice with certainty because there are too many variables. Only God gets to practice with certainty. (sighs) Now that's good for the point I'm getting ready to make. Because sometimes a certain God seems to make chaos out of stuff I deal with. And I had to get it in my head that just because it looks like chaos doesn't make it so. (sighs) Just because it looks like things are going crazy, just because it looks like it's going up, down, side to side, doesn't mean that God is not still in control and that it's not going to work out for your good. Just means that you're in the middle of the process. I'm walking down somebody's street right now. Um, have you ever drawn a star when you were in school? You draw a star, you know, the little five point. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever noticed that when you draw a star, you can't just draw it in a straight line? You got to go up, down, side to side. <laughs> you got to go up, now, side to side. Drawing the star doesn't go in a straight line, but there's a plan. And some of you stars sitting in here just haven't realized some of the up, down, side to side has been getting you in the shape So you could shine. You need to quit been over some of the things you've been through, some of the losses that you thought were insurmountable that you couldn't deal with relationships that ended before you wanted them to or plans that were spoiled in a way you didn't want them to be because what you need to know is that sometimes something us to recognize he has a motif in order I'm I'm pressing my claim because the second one is, is interesting because I've said this and I'm trying to make my point Joseph had to be open you know bro Joe I don't know any man who is going to be excited if his fiance comes in and says I'm pregnant and we haven't been together that's, uh, that just—that's uh, not a recipe for. How, how long we've been dating? We've we, we been we've been legally wed for close to a and and. A... Woo! I think some of y'all understand. Mary mm. I want you To carry the baby For God For God Listen The second thing you gotta understand Is that at some point In your life In order for God To get the best out of you you have to surrender you to God's use. You've got to become meaningfully open. You have to be open to being used by God. Now, that's not easy because that may mean some of your plans have to be put on hold in order to be meaningfully open. It may mean that, okay, I know you were planning to go here, but I opened up this door for you here, and yes, I want you to spend this year as a medical missionary, but don't worry. When you come back, I'll have a residency waiting for you at the surgical trauma unit where you wanted to be but it's not open right now and you don't need to stay around the house if you go give me a year. But since you can't see the residency, you're sitting around weeping and crying Cause you didn't get the placement you wanted not knowing God has opened up a door where he needed to use somebody to do something and he needed a willing heart and you told him you would do it and then God said since you did what I wanted you to do I'll give you the desire of your heart you miss it When you're not meaningfully open, when you don't mean it, when you really are not honest about it. You know, someone said, I'll do whatever you want or whatever you say. But we don't really mean it. See, Lord, I'm available to you. My will I give to you. I'll do what you ask me to. Use me, Lord to show someone the way and enable me to say, my storage is empty and I I am available to you. Listen, if you're not willing to say, God, I'm available, then you're no use you are nothing worse that can say about you than to say you're useless. Oh, you missed that. I went over somebody's head. There's nothing worse than someone to tell you you're trifling. Because see, what it means is if you're not willing to say yes to God, and to be available. Mary says, according to thy word, be it done unto me. I don't know what this means. I don't really understand what you're talking about. I don't, want, I don't have a clear understanding. I know you're telling me. I, I hear the angel. I hear what you said about, my, about my, my, my cousin Elizabeth. But I don't quite get any of this. But if this is God. And if you're really an angel and if this is what God is requiring of me at this point in my life, God, I'm open to what you want. I'm I'm open. I'm open. I'm open to you moving in my life. You, You brought me to this place for a reason. It's a struggle. And some of us struggle with being open to God. God voices won't sing. God talents won't use them. God gifts won't bring them. Got ideas won't implement them. Got vision and won't see. You know the real problem when I say you need to be meaningfully open? The real problem is everybody wants to receive. But nobody wants to give. See, being open means, God, you can work through me. You can let it flow through me, through you. God, you give it to me. I'm putting it back out to you. I'm going to use my talents, my gifts, my abilities. You know, um, Bishop Charles Harrison Mason Y'all, 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 y'all know where I'm going with this I, Bishop Charles Harrison Mason Wrote the quintessential song Of the churches of God in Christ It was a one word song Not every denomination In every church Sings it it's Just one word You know the word it's the hardest word to say. Yes.
0: Yes. 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 yes.
1: seated for just a couple more minutes Um, yeah you can just play that in the back you, you know it's hard to say yes you know why it's hard to say yes because it means that I'm willing to take my flesh and put it aside for what your spirit is saying I can't tell you how many times I've told God yes when in my mind, I wanted to say no. You, 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 you have to understand something. If you're here today, and if you're listening by way of Facebook or YouTube, or you hear it on the podcast later, You have a divine assignment on your life that's bigger than you realize. You found your way to this moment because God wants to line your heart up with God's will. And that may mean doing something that just seems like, wow, that that doesn't put me with the rest of my classmates. I, I, I wanted to be this, but God's opening up this door over here. I, I, I had this plan here, but, but this door right here keeps opening. And God, we, you don't even realize that the reason God is opening that door first, because when you get there, you're going to meet somebody that's going to open up the next door to where you want it to be. But you can't get that over there. And as long as you keep fighting what God wants to bless you with, you'll keep running into obstacles. I, I'm, ooh, Watts, what did you say? Because see, every obstacle that you will encounter after saying yes, you do not have to fix And can I, can I mess with you? Including you. Because God will get you out of your way before you mess up your blessing. Okay, I want to do this. Sometimes the best ability is availability. And saying I'm available does not mean everything is perfect. Because the third and last point of this message today is there are obstacles that must be managed. So you have to manage the obstacles. Because just because God has a call on your life and a destiny and something for you to deal with doesn't mean that everything all of a sudden turned in peach green. Doesn't mean everything just came out perfect. No! There's still some issues here. And the text is full of those issues. Can I show you? Manage the obstacles. Watch this. Watch this. Mary's obstacle was her virginity. Lord, I haven't known a man. God said, I got that. The Holy Ghost will come upon you. And that which is conceived will be... Wait a minute. Elizabeth's obstacle was her barrenness. I've gotten older now and I can't conceive. But with God, just like with Sarah, nothing is impossible. Joseph's obstacle was his pridefulness. He was a righteous man but he wanted to put her away privately not only for her sake but for his sake. But this one's going to mess somebody up sitting in your seat that's ready to say yes but at the same time you're doubting. Zachariah's obstacle after he sees God and the angel of the Lord in the temple his obstacle was doubt and because he started to doubting what God was about to do and because he started to doubting the fact that Elizabeth was pregnant and that God was telling him you're going to name the child John because he started doubting guess what I know you're willing Zachariah you're here on temple service you're a priest of the most high God but if I let you keep talking your doubt your talk is going to get to fear with what God is doing so here's what I'm going to do Zach you're not going to be able to speak until after God gets finished I'll shut your mouth for you Because watch out, once you tell God yes, even if you're the obstacle, He helps you to get you under subjection so that you can't interfere with the divine plan for your life because God wants you to trust the process. I'm done, but always remember that obstacles and opportunities run side by side. And if you don't want to get any opportunities, you've got to realize that you're going to have some obstacles. And if there are obstacles in your life, remember it's only because there are opportunities that await you. Don't fear the obstacles. Don't get fascinated by the opportunities. Trust the process and let god lead your life lord what's for me bring it to me what's not push it away come on give god a praise. This is the word of God for the people of God Thanks be to God With your eyes closed for just a moment I'm going to pray Maybe there's someone who's watching Or someone in the sanctuary Who decided I want to accept the Lord Jesus In my life Or I want to be a part of that ministry Part of that church I want to be a member of Shiloh If you're online You need to get in touch with me Call us and reach out to us here at church Men, in shiloh nl complex call us today we'd love to minister to you if you're in the sanctuary now and you say i've made my my choice just slip your hand up and and usher will come to you now and they'll give you a card in your hand and after worship we'll pray with you and talk with you about that commitment to the lord jesus christ There's nothing like knowing Jesus. Bless you.